of men monopolizing the word mansplaining. Well, we're here to provide relief of the drone of men explaining to women what it's like to be a proper lady. And instead, we're here to provide what it's like to be a proper man. And this is the third time I've done this intro and I still haven't got it right. So we're rolling with it. Get on the train of mansplaining. (laughs) Hi, I'm your co-host of Mansplaining. That's the podcast that I co-host. But now I'm just hosting it. Anyhow, my name's Brittany and I'm the host of Mansplaining. And today I have with me Hi, I'm Sarah. Hold for applause. <laughs> and for also, applause. I have Carly West. Will you say my name like that every time you say it? For the rest of my life. Oh, my God. No, Well, just for the rest of the podcast. Oh. You can let it go after that. Carly. I have a good idea. Yes. That's. Yes. Okay. How about for this podcast, we all choose our arm wrestling names? I think that sounds... Yes. Incredibly appropriate. Okay. Um, mine is um, red-headed um, pounder. Oh, nope. Yep. Nope. That's yep. sexual. Nope. Yep. That's very nope. sexual. Yep. Red-headed it pounder. It just stuck. Okay. Oh, okay. that's also sexual. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll try Ew, to- gross. <laughs> Everything's gross. really try to not be gross. <laughs> okay. 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 This is not a like child-approved podcast. No. So all you cool babies out there. Am I right, Ryan? Get it? It's a Mbim Bam reference. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, speaking of babies, I think I should be Big Mama. Big Mama. Does that mean Carly is Little Mama? Yes. Yes, I think that's... Can we be a arm wrestling duo? Like tag team? Tag team. Is that a thing? Can we be tag team? Everything sounds sexual. Like every... Like I can't believe I didn't catch that one. Um, Tag team. Tag team. What up? I thought in our Trump-filled era, we need a little bit more patriotism. So I'm glad that Carly suggested the very American movie, Over the Top. When I've got the future on my mind, know that you the only one. The sky. The world it has everything that I think is American. Semi-trucks, arm wrestlings, Lots of eagles for some reason. Yeah. And lastly, broken father and son relationships. So, Over the Top started in 1987. It was directed by a guy I can't pronounce, but it was the co-owner of um, Welcome to the Podcast Without K. Um, (laughs) It was produced by the other guy who did the Canon Group. And if you guys remember on episode one, which I instruct you if you have not listened to episode one to go back now because there are so many similarities. Well, maybe at the end of this. Don't go back right now. Yes. No. Finish listening first. Yes. Jesus. So the Canon Group, if you guys don't remember, used to make soft porn. And then there are like- I remember. Obviously. How are you on your softcore porn trivia, Sarah? Not good. What would you qualify as like soft porn, like striptease? No vaginas, no genitals. Anything so, that's like, on like Showtime, Cinemax, After Dark. Yeah. Okay. Boobs are okay. Butts are okay. 
And I don't think you can actually see any sex acts. Well, there like, is no, no, there is no sex. There is no actual sex acts in this. Right. I think we're off topic. No, no, it's no, fine. I was going to get there. I was going to say, and that's the kind of movies that Kanan made. Um, right. See how I did that? That was a circle. That was a complete. I feel completed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started making uh, action films and Golan, he also did like Masters of the Universe, Super uh, Superman 4, which was bad. It was real bad, guys. And the and Captain America, which also if I can recall from memory was as forgettable as I can't remember it. So, um was do I remember hearing that Sylvester Stallone started in porn? Is that real? Did I come up with that? No one facts checks podcast. That's the new truth. Yes. It is my truth. It is. So um, this movie stars actually uh, Sylvester Stallone. And just like Canon, if you didn't know, um, started in porn. Um, <laughs> and that's just the truth we're living it now is. in the era of fake news. We can make whatever you want to be true factual. Um, and, and so the budget of this movie was 25 and it made oh. 16 million. Sad. What are your That's, thoughts on that? I mean, I've seen the movie and I'm not sure where the 25 million dollars went. Well, half of it went to Stallone's paycheck. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh, um, yes, see? Wait, is it true? You're on Snapchat. Oh is my it? god. <gasps> it is Excuse true. me. Excuse me. So, we just fact-checked this the first time we've ever done that on this podcast. So, congratulations. <laughs> And We're the truthiest. Yes, it is true. According to Snopes.com, it is true. And you know that's the most reliable source. So, ladies and gentlemen, go home right now. It's true. Find that Stallone porn. Hardy at Kitty and Studs. Oh, Hardy no. at Kitty and Studs. Was he Studs? Of course he was Studs. No, he was definitely the he Kitties. Was definitely, definitely <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> He got re-released under the title The Italian Stallion. <gasps> That's where he got the nickname then. No, he didn't. No, they, they rebranded Oh, they named the... Oh, that's amazing. Holy shit. I want to watch that. Ran. Can you find it? Uh, probably, but I'm not going to. Aww. Oh, okay. Boo. Um, so, Carly, why did you choose over the top? Like, what did you feel, like, encompasses mansplaining? So, I have... Over the Top is literally my all-time favorite movie. And I'm not being sarcastic at all. I watched it multiple times when I was a child. I don't know why, because my parents were pretty um, selective about the movies that I was allowed to watch. But somehow this one got through several times. It is PG. It is PG, because instead of fuck, they say shit. That's There's one point at the end... Um, where somebody says, I'm going to rip your shitting arm off because they were avoiding saying the word fuck. You know, the arm that shit. <laughs> yes. the, and the then I think, ambiguity and, then, there. and then Bull Hurley at one point says, he ain't got no shitting business on my arm wrestling table. Wow. I love that. So the fact that I can quote that line tells you how many times I have seen this movie and oh. how deeply I love it. Um, wow. and it's so, it's just going out of its way to be self-consciously masculine. Um, Would you say it goes over the top? I will kill you. <laughs> How many puns can we do? I will kill you both. Uh, fun fact about Carly is that she I loves puns. Love we call her puns. the 
punster or a little which mama. is the pun monster 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 <laughs> you mad ryan so carly why don't you sum- summarize this movie or okay. something so um okay so sylvester stallone is lincoln hawk and he is a truck driver who is estranged from his son but the mother is dying and sends Lincoln Hawk to go pick up their son from military academy because she wants him to know her his father. So the grandfather, the mother's father, is um, creepily into being this boy's father instead of grandfather. So he gets real mad that the kid's with his dad. Hates the dad. So there's the whole custody struggle and then... In the meantime, Stallone is also an arm wrestler who is working the arm wrestling truck driver circuit, um, because that exists. And then in order to reunite with his son, he needs to win the World Arm Wrestling Championship Mm -hmm. and a brand new truck and money of some quantity. I don't think we ever heard how much the prize was. He bet his savings Yes, which was only seven thousand dollars, but the odds were twenty twenty to one odds. That's pretty good. Um, So yeah, so they go to the to the arm wrestling championship, and the son runs away from the grandfather to go be with his dad. And he doesn't just run away though; he steals a truck Uh and then gets on an airplane. I'm pretty sure he rides in the baggage compartment. I no, I'm pretty sure he stole a credit card from his grandfather. I I think I remember seeing that. This guy's going to have like a felony by like twelve. No, this was yeah. This is the kid. So, um, so yeah, they all wind up in Las Vegas and. Stallone gets through to the final, and the guy he has to arm wrestle is the five-year running champion guy. Um, And so they get all the way to the finals and big, dramatic arm wrestling match that lasts a good, what, seven, eight minutes? Uh Uh-huh. But not as long as the summary. I'm joking. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I told you I was bad at summaries. That was a wonderful (laughs) summary. I was just fucking with you. That was a wonderful summary. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Is Did that I it? leave anything out? And then they all live happily ever after. And then they all live happily yeah, ever after. Oh, and the mom dies. You left out the amazing soundtrack. The soundtrack is so much Kenny Loggins. It's a lot of Kenny Loggins. It's not enough Kenny Loggins. I really miss when they used to have like movie soundtracks. Like I definitely had the flash. Flash, flash dance. dance. Yeah, I had the flash yeah. dance. I had Grease, which uh-huh. was obvious. Right. But I also had like Save the Last Dance. Like Yes. Yeah. Footloose. The Footloose. 80s were really big for for their soundtrack. Yeah, for their Top movies. Gun, like Oh my god. Titanic. This isn't the yes. 80s, but just I remember um the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. Do you remember that? I don't know why, but it was Gangster's Paradise was on there. Just it was actually just twelve tracks of Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> it was a CD I burned for myself personally. This is this is the mix that encompasses all that I am. It's Gangster's Paradise, sixteen and then, times. And then at the very very end, there's a uh, rendition of Amish Paradise. Oh no! <laughs> um. So. I actually let's let, we're getting serious, changing the tone a little bit. <clears throat> um, yes, I'm yes. probably going to say this a billion times. This is this is the first time that I've done the podcast without Kay, so okay. um, yeah. that's why it's like this. Like what? Well, like Kay, awesome. 
Yeah. No, it was awesome before with Kay. I love you, Kay. No, no, no. <laughs> I No, mostly, like, I'm really bad at keeping organized oh. um, and staying serious. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, bit, bit, bit. Anyway. I'm not going to be helping. <laughs> I'm not going to be helping with that. Um. So... The one thing that I found that was really, really interesting was the um, how much it compared to Bloodsport, which was also by the Canon Group, um, specifically with uh, something we talked about, the male gaze. Yes. So, Sarah, I want you we're, – we're, okay, we're going to pretend as though you're like an MFA, um, creative writing. She is. I am. Like, literally? She's about to graduate. You uh-huh. did graduate. No, I graduate in March. In March. I can see your mind being blown. Look, you're getting all of your facts <laughs> correct today. Like, you are on top of the... Yeah. I spoke that into action, guys, just now. Yes, just now. Not two um, years ago when okay. started. <laughs> I need you. Okay. I need you to describe to me the first scene where we see that hot, hot Stallone bod. Oh, my God. So we see him, the movie opens with him driving his truck, and he's got on a tank top, uh-huh. but it's one of those deep V oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Keep tank going. tops, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he pulls in, and he's going he's gonna to yeah, wash his truck. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wash it. has got to be he's, clean. He's going <laughs> to... Getting a little hot there. Yeah. Too, too hot for Sarah to handle. It's getting hot in here. Um, so he's washing his truck and you know, it's, yeah, it's soapy. And How soapy? So soapy. <laughs> and he makes it mm-hmm. – the truck's so wet. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so but he's, you know, he's got his, his arms out. And he's got uh-huh. those, you know. Wait. So are we saying that he is sexually uh, – Attracted to his truck. I feel like we're saying that. I think that the the truck here is sort of the imagery for, you know, he is. His dick. Right. He's a man and he's powerful and he can do things. He can wash this truck and then he shines his eagle. I guess it's a hawk, actually. It's a hawk. Yeah. It's a hawk. It's hawking. Oh. Just get that. Yeah, I definitely thought it. I thought I just kept seeing so many eagles, but it connects now because he's a hawk. Hawk. He's a hawk, 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 or a hawk. A hawk. I feel like I'm from hawk? Boston. Hawk. I feel like we're off track here. <laughs> uh huh. A little off track. Okay. So okay. anyway, uh, yeah, I think that was a really accurate description. Um, yeah. So <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is these movies were meant for men. You know, like right. this over the top masculinity display was made for men, but yet. We see like a ton of these like glistening yes. oiled chest shots. And it was same with Bloodsport. And they always like, oh, well, that's for the women. That's for the no. girlfriends. But I think that's because they're afraid to say, like, nah, bro, we're just really kind of yeah. gay for Stallone, which everyone can understand. So I wish they would just have the courage to be like, you. Not even just gay, but like, it, I mean, most women have no problem admitting when another woman is beautiful. Exactly. That's not, you know, not weird at all. But if Ryan were to sit here and talk about how attractive Sarah's boyfriend is, we would probably look Escants. Yeah, you'd be like, I mean, I wouldn't. He is really attractive. He is really pretty. This is a way to admire each other in that way. Yeah. Safely. Right. Without having to wonder if you're gay. 
I like that. I really, I think that's like really powerful is like, this is their way to kind of, well, like movies are kind of a way to dabble with fiction and like mm-hmm. maybe like dabbling with that in 93 minutes of the movie yeah. is entertaining to men. Yeah, I suppose. Not to like armchair diagnose or anything. I, no, I'm, a, I'm. Mostly I just think everyone's gay. Like, bit. just to be honest. I think, Don't you think everybody's a little, bit, a little gay. bit gay? Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's gay. I think. Just that's, a little. Yeah. Um, so, another really interesting thing, uh, the division of class. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm going to let you start off on that, Carly. Uh, it starts in the very, very, very opening um, when he's going into the school, and people are literally staring at him and saying out loud, who is that? Because he looks poor. Everybody else is all fancy and dressed up, and he is... Drives up in his shitty old truck and is very conspicuously poor compared to them. What I think is really interesting is, like, seeing this, like, the grandfather who's, you know, the symbol for, like, wealth, you know. Like, seeing them as the villain was a really common, like, 80s thing. Like, I'm thinking about the rom-coms, you know. The one that we rooted for was the ducky, not, you know. I've never seen that movie. Oh, I don't know how. See, my parents were very selective about what yeah. I was allowed to but, watch. But in that first scene that Carla's describing where he walks where Hawks walks in, this the son is getting into his limo yes. that yeah. the grandfather has called for him. So we immediately see, you know, the father showing mm-hmm. up in this crappy semi mm-hmm. and here the son's getting ready to hop into this limo so he can go get on a private jet to go see his mom. Yes. So we immediately sort of see that breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's weird that that was happening in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and I guess it happens now too, but I'm, I'm thinking so much about like how wealth was villainized and we were always meant to root for the underdog and mm-hmm. the underdog not being like the weakest because that's clearly not true for Stallone in this movie, but right. like the poorest. Well, and then at whenever they are first riding in the truck, the father and son, um, he there okay so first you have to know that he has a weightlifting contraption in his truck so he can exercise his right arm at will yeah as you um do. that's not a masturbation oh my god <laughs> it's, that's what it is wowzers i mean he's yeah like he's he's playing so it with himself holy lit- shit literally a masturbatory gesture even um Wow. So he's so he's teaching. Sarah keeps doing it. And it's really distracting. Well, no, but now I'm wondering if arm wrestling in and of itself is... Kind of masturbatory? Like yeah. them right. like is, swinging their sword is dicks it around? Sort of a figure. Yeah, yeah. Is it a Locked together my... even. Oh, wow. Tied together at one point. So yeah. that, this really changes our... Real Freudian. Like our arm wrestling duo has just become way dirtier now that we're going to... I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, like, no, I, I like... Them put together and like the strongest dick wins. Yes, you know. Yes, and that was Stallone. Congratulations. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So he's got this weightlifting contraption and he's teaching his son how to use it. Ew. Do you don't remember this thing? Oh <laughs> Everything's so much yes, closer now. I know. I feel like I should preface Everything this. Everything is this terrible. entire podcast is about dicks. Like it I feel is. like I need that. It is. Um so he's teaching his son how to use this this weightlifting contraption and finally the son lets go and says um something really shitty about how there aren't any books around. And he says, You must not do a lot of reading, and then literally says I guess we're just in a different social class. 
Like, hey, not only are you poor dad, but you're also fucking dumb. Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, and then he says something about the mental age of truck drivers is probably not much higher than his own mental age. Um, because he's just basically saying that his dad is an, you know, uncivilized savage. From almost. like a storytelling point of view, like that's so weird to have the son be someone that you detest so much. Like if he's you're rooting the worst. But we get to watch his his arc, right? So he starts as this, you know, richy rich kid who's kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then we watch oh, him, you know, his yeah. jacket gets ripped and then he gets yeah. a cutoff jacket and then he was wearing a ball cap backwards. So we get to watch his transition yeah. from the villain that we hate of rich people to this sort of everyman yeah. Kind of character we can love. Because the only way you can love him is if he is... Poor. Broke as a joke. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then you have things like when when he literally rammed his truck into the grandfather's big mansion. I mean, it. it's not even subtext, really, at this point. Are you saying his truck is an analogy for his penis? I mean, it's been that all along, hasn't it? He was... He gets a brand new penis at the end. He does. A bigger, better one. A bigger, better A more attractive one. Yeah, it has flames on the side. It's so shiny. It's so so shiny. shiny. (laughs) That's Um, what I say about. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. I'm going to stop her there. Are you sure? She's blushing again. Let it go. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, there's exactly one woman in this movie. Well... Have you ever, did you notice that there were never any full body shots? It's, she's literally just, just a head. Yeah. Literally just her head. Yeah. We should specify that the the woman in, that we're talking about here is the mother who dies halfway who through dies. the movie. Yes. Almost like just as a afterthought. Afterthought, yeah. Yeah, he, even- he shows up at the hospital to visit her with the son and the nurse says, oh, she's dead. <laughs> Yes. We don't even get to see her die. LOL sucks. Sorry. (laughs) Lols. (laughs) That's what the teens say, I hear. The youths. The The youths. youths. They say lols. None of them were alive in 1987 when this movie came out. I was not alive when this movie came out. What? Yeah, I wasn't. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Um, I... Okay, so let's... I think the most interesting thing about this movie isn't what is on the screen but what is left out yes oh my god so let's dig in this movie is almost famous for its giant gaping plot holes i mean but do we already do we already talk about the fact that stallone only did this movie for the money he had one movie left in his contract and they're like just and so it doesn't matter send me whatever i'll do it so it's not as if he was being really you know no choosy yeah well like Stallone's also been known to, like, redo entire sections of movies. If it's a project that he cares about, it's mm-hmm. something that he demands. Like, he he wants dynamic characters, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, like, I think you can kind of see that here is... I would really like to see yeah. him redo his movie with Kitty and Boots. What was the name of that film? Kitty and Boots. <laughs> Suddenly this becomes, like, an erotic Kitty Disney fairy tale. It? It porn. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> Ryan, what was it? I know. It's gone. Um, anyway. Brute? I don't remember the name of it. I was just making something up. Anyway. Um, the Italian Stallion. The Italian yeah. Stallion. Mm-hmm. But 
Did you lose your train of thought? Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, the plot holes. The plot, the plot holes. holes. The plot uh, holes. So oh, Stallone only did it for the money. Yeah. You know, yes. it's not as if there was so a lot of yeah. yeah. So the the two big plot holes are we never really find out why Stallone left the family. Um, he wrote to his wife because they never got divorced. He wrote to the wife and the daughter. I'm sorry, the wife and the son. The wife kept all of the letters, even the ones to the son for some reason, never gave them to him. And this is never discussed in the movie. So we don't know why he left. We don't know why she was keeping him away. And so we're starting the movie with her doing something wildly out of character and introducing the father. And then the other one that really always, always really bothers me is they say that it's a double elimination tournament about 63 times. And then Bull Hurley only loses once. But it's to Stallone, and it's the climax of the movie, and wow. it makes me so I angry. Didn't even notice that? Yeah, they should have. They should have arm wrestled again. But there, I mean, that one was so long and drawn out and sweaty and so intimate. Why, <clears throat> why do you think the mother wouldn't give the letters to the son? I've had so much time to think about this. <laughs> I think that the grandfather didn't like that Stallone was poor. Didn't want him to drag his daughter down into his poorness. Um, and probably, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that he threatened her financially to make him go away. Um, like, if you don't leave him, I'm cutting you and your son off. Something like that, maybe. Um, Can you please I'm write so an over-the-top fan fiction? <laughs> I want to read I, the backstory. I want. Oh, I want oh, a, prequel. a prequel. Yeah. Oh, under maybe. the top. Under the. Oh God! I, I didn't mean for that to be dirty. sexual. Under is just an antonym for over. Um. <laughs> so there awkward was this <laughs> This episode is full of dicks and awkward pauses. Yeah, like my life. Oh no. <laughs> This podcast brought to you by Carly's Life. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um, so this one guy was like, hey, we only hang on to like plot holes or plot, etc. or characters um, because it's like tangible. It's like the thing that makes sense and like we can yes. hold on to. Yes. When actuality, it's about the storytelling and how the story is constructed. So what are your thoughts on that? Like with over the top. Um I don't know. The the plot holes are just so glaring that it makes the storytelling really noticeable. And it's like the plot holes make the whole kind of if they weren't there, there would be no movie because if we knew why the uh Stallone and the wife were not together, then none of the rest of it would happen. So it, they have to leave that unanswered, but leaving it unanswered is very, very conspicuous. So the storytelling is disrupting itself. Yes? No, that didn't make any sense. Did that I make any sense? Okay. Yeah, like... It shouldn't... You shouldn't notice the storytelling. If you're, in, if you're into the story, you shouldn't notice... Yeah, a well-written story has a plot. Naturally answers. It has a natural conclusion, so you're not asking yourself yes. questions. That, you know, or what an a, intentional non-conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, because everybody who has who, that I have watched this with has asked the same questions, like what's happening with the relationship between Stallone and the wife. Every person notices these plot holes, so it takes you out of the experience, I suppose. It reminds me a lot of like short stories I get from my middle schoolers, and like not yeah. to like you know undermine the movie at all. This fantastic piece of art. <laughs> It um, is. It is art. Nominated for several great awards. Like, like the raspberries. Like the raspberries. <laughs> um, but, like, it's trying to do so much. And I think it would have been a much more successful had it just been more focused. Like, have it be a dad, ra- dad, rad, dad, son comedy. Or mm-hmm. have it be an arm wrestling championship. Or have right. it be about a truck driver. But smashing all of those things together makes it... Is what makes it great. (laughs) Well, I was going... Actually, I really wanted to talk about that because um, from what I've heard from people, they think that I I legitimately hate these movies. Oh, yeah. And that's hilarious to me because these are my favorite movies (laughs) to watch. And, like, can a movie just be fun? I, You know, I interviewed my dad, who is, like, the reason why we created this, and... Uh You know, he's like, I don't understand what you do, Brittany. Like, why can't a movie just be fun? And right. these movies are all insanely fun. So why do you think that even though they're, like, not great stories, mm-hmm. why do you think we still love them and watch them over and over again? I, I mean, at, at the end, Stallone, he wins. He gets what he wants and he's happy and his son's happy and they ride away in this fancy, shiny truck with lightning bolts or whatever. Yeah. Flames. Flames. And... I mean, isn't that what we root for? We root for people to sort of reach it to goal. and Yeah. Plus, there's two car chases and a montage and all of this stuff. That and fabulous 80s music. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all the things that it are makes your It too. makes your heart warm. You know, yeah. you, you feel these feelings about the son was estranged from his father and through no fault of the father or the son and they come together and it's not what, I mean, they find yeah. they find each other. Yeah, I, did you guys watch the Disaster Artist at all? No. There was this really fantastic scene at the end where, like, James Franco, who's playing Tommy Wiseau, was like, "They're all laughing at my movie." When he made this, like, this this movie was supposed uh-huh. to be completely serious. Like, this was his masterpiece. Uh-huh. And the the other guy was like, "Yeah, but like, look at all of them sharing the same experience at the exact same time. Like, what?" Right. Like, what makes it so where they can do that? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I always feel like when you're watching, you know, I watch action movies with people all the time now, thanks to mansplaining. <laughs> um, and you guys have the exact same experience at the same time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it could be heartfelt or it could be funny or it could be absolutely perplexed as to why didn't the mom give him the letters? Why did she and, hide them? And why does Hawks never Ask call her, her out on it? Yes. Like, she's not dead the whole time. Her, so, she's dead inside. I don't know. I guess that's kind of what it, yeah. I like about these movies. Yeah. I just, this one, I just enjoy how over the top it is because it's an arm wrestling truck driving movie for crying out loud. That's just shouldn't be allowed. It's too much awesome. It is too much awesome, which maybe is the flaw. There's too much to love in this film. Not for me. <laughs> I unabashedly love it all. 
All right, little mama and big mama. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. I feel like we should also mention that um, Sarah and I arm wrestled yes, earlier. Be- before this podcast started, I challenged Carly to arm wrestling and I lost miserably twice. Yeah. I was yeah. defeated in a double elimination. Did you try the over-the-top <gasps> strategy? I did not try over-the-top, nor did I try gloves, which apparently is that? cheating according to the movie. Traction. Traction? Traction. Maybe. Well, that and- was mansplaining. You guys can say something now. Oh, thank you. Oh, for wait. Ha- I need oh, to do closings. Oh. Keep going. I was just going to say thank you for having us. This is super fun and weird and also awkward. Yeah. No, it's all of those things. Yeah. That That's just your life. It's great. <laughs> uh, I was just excited to get to watch Over the Top again because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. And I... I forgot that the mom died. I forgot that, about the ramming the truck through the gate. So it was a really great experience to... And the booty. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I'm all about the arms. I'm an arm. I'm this an arm was woman. the movie for that. There is a lot of... There's, there are quite a few arms in oh an arm wrestling God. movie. You're right. <laughs> right. I would like to thank Kenny Kenny OO for Add 60 Seconds to the Bechtel Test, our theme song. And also, do not forget to do all the social media things that you do on social media. We have a Facebook. It's pretty charming. We also now have a group on Facebook where you can talk about all your mansplaining needs. Oh, we have a um, new Medium blog where we are accepting submissions for any sort of articles about mansplaining or gender things. So send me your writing because I want to read your writing because your writing is awesome and I want to approve your writing and I want all of us to be writing and telling our voices and our hearts and our souls. So give me that writing for our blog (laughs) on Medium. You can find it at Mansplaining Podcast. 